0: up but i always double check okay oh no no.
1: let it make what was it your phone
0: yeah it's just double checking yeah (laughs) we're good
1: i forgot to tell you that there was a a phone interruption charge no i'm just (laughs)
0: doing (laughs) dollars
1: <laughs> right out of the gate i get it i get a laugh all right I think, yeah I think, I think we'll just call it a night i think that's it We're, we won't go any further than that
0: we've checked all the boxes
1: yeah i'm done i got a laugh so i'm i'm happy and that's all we need thank you very much leanne for being here and uh, appreciate it um so is it leanne is that how we say your name that leanne linsky exactly. Yes. I have like to do all this prep as we're recording, just so that I'll remember uh, for later. My name's Bob, and Leanne is here with me tonight. We're going to talk just a little bit uh, about other things, but I think I'm going to touch upon uh, Plausible, I believe I'm, ta- I'm saying that correctly. You with are. Two, with two Z's, uh, Plausible.com. But before we get to that, that's that's the tease, at the, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. But let's talk about you a little bit. So what what we have in common is we're both from the Midwest. Yes. Isn't that interesting?
0: Yes. I, I noticed that. That was the first thing I saw in your profile. I was like, oh, this is going to be fun.
1: So the, now you are from Chicago area. And mm-hmm. you say Waukegan. So I guess it's okay for me to say that. So
0: Yeah, you can say uh, that.
1: So... Now give me, I'm not from Chicago, I'm actually from uh, downstate Illinois, Uh, but Waukegan, where does that fit into the the Chicagoland uh, suburb, uh, suburban landscape?
0: Yeah. So it's north of Chicago between Chicago and Milwaukee, to give you an idea. It's next to Great Lakes.
1: It's a pretty far run from Chicago to Milwaukee.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's right next to Great Lakes Navy Base. Okay. Uh, Yep. So if you're familiar with that.
1: Yeah. And
0: uh, I went to Jack Benny Junior High. So if you know who Jack Benny is.
1: Oh, yeah. They're like, yes. holy oh, Anne, Like, oh, Rochester. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Ray Bradbury is also from Waukegan, Illinois. Oh,
1: really? Mm-hmm. So I guess you, you be safe uh, because Ray Bradbury programmed all the robots up there so they won't kill you. But That's right. Robot, uh, iRobot guy, right? So, no, it was Isaac uh, Asimov, wasn't it? Okay. No, so he, he's, he, uh, Fahrenheit, um,
0: 451.
1: 451.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So you Yeah.
1: Can't, yeah. He knows the temperature that paper burns at. So, or
0: yeah. And dandelion wine, I think. It, yeah. <laughs> so all of those good science fiction novels that predicted the future of exactly where we are today. <laughs>
1: Oh and, yeah, exactly. They predicted right. almost to the, to a T. Yeah. No, yeah. I don't think so. We don't have any flying cars or.
0: No, we don't. Yeah. So you're in Southern Illinois.
1: So I'm actually from central Illinois. Originally I live in St. Louis right now.
0: Oh, uh, I have family in the Southern part of Illinois near St. Yeah. Louis.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. So yeah. St. Louis, uh, Metro is not quite as big as Chicago land. Uh, we call it the St. Louis metro area, I suppose, yep. and, and you up there, you all call it Chicago land from what I recall. Yeah. Uh, I think you still do, but you're, uh, you're not there though now, are you?
0: No, no. I moved when I was 20 and I moved to Las Vegas, actually.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's a change of scenery.
0: Yeah, it was also a great place to go at the age of 20. (laughs) So I transferred (laughs) college and uh, ended up at UNLV, which was fantastic. And I stayed in Vegas for almost 16 years. Well, yeah, 16 years.
1: Oh my gosh. Well, we'll get to that too. So let's go back to Waukegan for a little bit. So you're a comedian, obviously, and you've uh, founded this thing called Plausible, which I want to applaud you on because I would. uh, Punching around on it, and it looks really, really nice and is very, very functional, which Thank I you. cannot say about a lot of websites. So, <laughs> um, that's fantastic. It's very simple. So, you know, for all the simple minded people like myself, it makes it really easy for us to use it. So, um, but, uh, so what do you think shaped you to be a comedian and obviously an entrepreneur at this point? from, you know, being born and, and living in Waukegan for about 20 years.
0: Yeah. Well, I had to have a sense of humor. So it, well, actually, <laughs> that, right. Um, no, that my family is really funny. My parents are very witty, very fast on their feet. And, um, my, both my mom and my dad are very funny people and my brothers are seven and eight years older than me. and They're hilarious. And so here I come and it's like, yeah, I kind of have to, <laughs> I haven't fit in with my family. So yeah, to keep it, up. yeah, definitely. Right. And, and my parents had me telling jokes at a very young age and, you know, like, look at this party trick. <laughs> I'm like, Leanne, tell this
1: joke. <laughs> so so g- give me, uh, give me the seven-year-old Leanne joke. You're seven years old. Your parents say, you know, tell uncle, you know, Billy a joke what is it?
0: Yeah, those were really probably my dad's jokes. as Yeah. Yeah. So no, they were, and I did love riddles. I'm a big fan. I was a big fan of riddles. Mm-hmm. So I did, I you know I had a book of riddles, which I still, I loved it. I read it so many times, like I memorized them. So like a riddle that I love to do was: uh, What goes up a chimney down but can't go down a chimney up?
1: Goes up a chimney down, but can't go down a chimney up. Mm-hmm. Up a chimney down.
0: you want a clue?
1: Uh, yeah, give me a clue. I'm not. I'm not good at riddles, so go
0: clue ahead. is: I live in Seattle now, so it rains a lot. It's an umbrella.
1: Oh, an umbrella. Okay. You know, yeah. what? I was thinking maybe, but then I thought, why would it? What would you stick an umbrella up a chimney for? But I'm like, what, what is, what's going on in your household where they're just cramming umbrellas up chimneys? I don't know.
0: Right? I don't know. This,
1: this is some kind of rite of passage. Your brothers are like, Leanne, oh, <laughs> you got to stick the uh, umbrella up the chimney. Can't get it out
0: These are thoughts that kept me awake at night. Also, uh, how many redheaded men are born in K- Kansas?
1: Are born in Kansas. How many redheaded men are born mm. in Kansas? Yeah. Mm. I don't know, Leanne.
0: None, only babies.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's, <laughs> that's one of those, you know, if your uncle crashed the plane things or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. If you crashed on the border of uh, uh, two counties or something, where would you be buried or something like that? I can't remember what that joke was, but anyway. Yeah. Um, well, that's interesting. So riddles is kind of your thing then.
0: It, well, it was back then, you know, but yeah. they stuck with me. I remember I remember a bunch of them from there. Like, what happens to little girls who eat bullets?
1: Um, lead poisoning,
0: their hair grows out in bangs.
1: Oh my gosh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I can go for days. I think you have a whole book memorized, so you better stop.
1: Yeah, this is hilarious. Okay, yeah, bangs. I'm terrible at these things. Gosh, now I feel bad. I should get no, but uh. so you're riddling riddling it up there in Waukegan, and you mentioned you went to Jack Benny. High school. I didn't realize Jack Benny was from Waukegan.
0: Yeah, apparently. Yeah, it was. In, it was a middle school, It was a junior high, oh, and we were the high. 39ers. Yeah, because <laughs> Jack Benny was never I a day older. Of the,
1: of the yeah, 39. how old? Uh, That's when he was popular. Yeah. It,
0: I, I think they, they renamed. They yeah,
1: I was going to say I don't think that there'd be a lot of people who know who Jack Benny is too much, right?
0: No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh.
1: Did you know who Jack Benny was Uh, other than going there? Would you have ever encountered the Jack Benny?
0: Oh, yeah. Because my parents knew all of the Jack Benny. Like, yeah, uh, it was a thing. Like, everybody talked about that. My parents actually, um, my mom comes from a family of nine kids, and they were on a radio show way back uh, in the day when they they were all kids. And they had a 78 record. Mm -hmm. Made of their time on the radio, the station gave their family a recording of it that was pressed onto vinyl. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
1: Was it uh, what? Do you remember what station it was up in there? WGN Uh, or WLS or? I don't know if it
0: was. I don't remember what station. That's a great question. I don't know if it was WLS. I think it was. It was a very local station at the time. I'm going to have to ask my mom now what station. Because we used to, I remember as a kid, I'd always pull that out and listen to it on on the record player.
1: It would be W-A-U-K for Waukegan.
0: (laughs) Yeah, maybe.
1: (laughs) That's fascinating. So I guess then you got it naturally how people, uh, because your family was kind of, you know, into those kind of things. So they were... Uh, outgoing people and, and yeah. people, did they do anything like that once you were born or was that just kind of, you know, the past and they, okay, we got to be a family people now, even though we're jokey and everything, we can't, well, or anything
0: they, my mom's family was on the radio because my grandmother won something and they got invited in and then like mm-hmm. they got, I don't know, they got some prizes, like free groceries or something. Oh um, so, so it was only like a one-time thing and oh, it was a okay. big deal because nine kids and the parents showing up at a radio station right. was like, they're like what is happening here So um, your,
1: your grandparents had nine children yeah oh my yeah. gosh i guess you right? have to be funny and all that because nobody pay attention to you otherwise
0: oh yeah my otherwise my they
1: were just complaining
0: they <laughs> yeah my mom's family has a hilarious sense of humor they're always playing practical jokes on each other and yeah Man. Oh my so,
1: was- mm-hmm. so then you, so whenever you grad, now you said you moved when you were 20. So did you go uh, to school uh, after high school for a while in Joaquin area? Yeah. You moved out to Las Vegas?
0: I did. I went to community college for my first two years and got my associate's degree. So I went to College of Lake County, CLC.
1: I, I went to community college as well. Thank you very much. Yeah. I got my, so it's, that's the smart money goes to community college folks.
0: It is. It yeah. really is. And it's a really, because first I didn't know what I wanted to be when I grew up at that mm-hmm. age. I had no idea. And, uh, all of those classes in those first two years, why would we pay those big dollars? That's the yeah. same classes. Yeah.
1: You can pay, you can pay, you know, the crazy uncle Earl, the teacher for about $20 and still get the credits <laughs> yeah. as opposed to paying top dollar for, you know, some, some, uh, yeah. road scholar or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. I, I was always uh, a fan of the show community because I mean, it was funny obviously. Right. But, um, because it, it you know, people were going to community college. I'm like, that's, I remember, I mean, that was kind of not that we did those kooky things where we do paintball and everything, but, uh, that was community college, which was a huge swath of people. Did you have yeah. that same kind of experience?
0: You mean a wide variety of people or uh, yeah, you'd
1: have older people, younger people, yeah. you know, uh, it, it was, it, it wasn't a typical college, uh, experience.
0: No, I really liked it. Um, I also worked during that time. So I was able to hold a job and then I stacked all my classes on certain days of the week Mm
1: -hmm. so I
0: could continue working, um, through school. And I did like it because there were older people with more experience who were able to put things in better context. And, um, yeah, I met all kinds of interesting people doing that. It was, it was really cool.
1: What was your, what was your job then? You want
0: to? Yeah, I, I worked for Ma bell. I worked for Illinois bell telephone company.
1: Oh, well, what did you do for them?
0: So I started in high school. Um, it was funny because I I, <laughs> I got the job and I worked in, the I think, the first summer there. I've, I've worked just a summer and I w- worked for like as an admin assistant to the manager mm-hmm. in this big office where they took all of the 611 repair calls. And then they had um, in the back, they had the dispatchers for... Uh, various like special services and um julie call julie before you dig you know where they <laughs> locate all the cables so cable mm-hmm. locator um so there's this like big office of i don't know 50 some people 60 people in it with a low cube so you could stand up and see everybody the, the and Gophers,
1: i did the go yeah, the cube farm yeah
0: yeah i did that and i this is way back in the 80s so you know uh we use carbon paper for things, <laughs> all of that.
1: You had the old mimeograph machine going there,
0: right? Yeah, <laughs> I did that, and then I—I the, I think a couple of the summers I did six-one-one repair, where I'd answer the phone, and people would be like, "Hey, I have static on my line. I need help," and it'd be like, "What? Your line's clear." <laughs> so, <laughs> well, yeah, uh, and no
1: then not call back later, you know,
0: right? You or know, what? I can't hear you. <laughs> Um, did you
1: ever tell anybody to dig where they weren't supposed to dig just to cause trouble? You're like, oh, yeah, we oh, could dig no. there.
0: No, that would just create an outage and tons <laughs> of calls. So, no, I, I had so much fun because I did sit back by the lo- the dispatchers for the Julie calls, mm-hmm. and they were hilarious. We we're They were always playing pranks on people, and we just I just sat there and laughed all day. Oh I think God. back to that time, it was just like, did anybody work? I think we got things done, but we had so much fun. And it was these two older gentlemen, Clary and Ed, and they sat there. And uh, if the manager came by, they had headsets on like this connected to their phones. They pretend they were on calls So the manager would keep walking and not talk to them. <laughs> So like they were, that, they were
1: faking everybody out. They're like, Oh, yeah, we're, we're busy here. Can't talk.
0: Yeah. And then There's, they had this little this guy's
1: digging up his yard everywhere. We're trying to stop him.
0: <laughs> yeah. They had this little sponge, like little doll or something on the thing, and he's dipped it in ink. And then, like, one of the other managers would come by and he goes, This guy, he always picks up everything on my desk and touches it. So he dipped it in ink so that the guy, when he had it, his hands were <laughs> full of ink afterward. He's like, That'll teach <laughs> <keep laughs> him.
1: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, what are you handling all my desk utensils here? Yeah. My stapler, mm-hmm. right? So you do a whole office space takeoff there. My stapler. Yeah, my stapler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That sounds fun. So then you're you're working in, for Ma Bell, you're going to school, and then you graduate and you got an associate's in?
0: I got an associate's in business administration.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. So this was this this is fascinating cuz you're you're now you're doing other things but so business administration you're like I'm going to get a business administration degree mm-hmm. and then I'm going to go on to
0: uh UNLV and get my business management degree. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this is not the if if you were to, you know, tell me to write a movie about somebody who is involved in comedy those two things would not be in the script anywhere. Yeah. I'm going to go no. and get my business administration degree and then I'm going to go on. And yeah. Get my business management degree. And then, you know, sky's the limit for comedy.
0: Right. And <laughs> and, and there is all this other stuff that had to happen before I even started doing
1: comedy. Oh, okay. So you, yeah. you, you had your Statler and Waldorf of Ma Bell up there in Waukegan uh, yeah. taking care of you and you head over to uh, UNLV. Now, why did you pick I mean, were you just trying to get away at this point? You didn't want all no. the nine aunts and uncles that you had to be bothering you?
0: No, honestly, I ended up going to UNLV because um so I was first generation to go to college in my dad's family. Mm-hmm. And um I never anticipated going to college to be honest with you. I was always a good student, but I just, I didn't know people who went to college and I didn't have family members who went to college. So therefore, why would I go to college? <laughs> like I don't,
1: whatever. Yeah. yeah. Why,
0: I thought why, it, yeah.
1: With, so we all, we're doing gigs on the radio to get free groceries. Why work?
0: Right. I mean, come on. <laughs> so do, do Collins. So yeah. So I ended up in high school, I got a bit of a scholarship and that was a really pleasant surprise. I mean, I used to sit in the basement on a typewriter and type all my applications. (laughs) And I was like, I don't know if I'm gonna get any of these things. Um, But I'd spend hours and hours and and I actually got a scholarship, which helped and, you know, to go to community college. And then I did all right in community college, my parents were like, okay, you know, you're, you're doing well, do you want to continue? And I was like, sure, but I don't I don't even know where to go. And I looked at schools in Illinois and everything, but we couldn't afford it. They were very expensive. Mm -hmm. So my brother was stationed at uh, Nellis Air Force Base out in Vegas. And he said, I think there's a school out here. Do you want me to go by and pick up a catalog? Again, this is before the internet. So... So he had to go to the drive over to the school and he picked up a catalog. Let for me, me mail
1: you a catalog from the UNLV, see if you like
0: He it. did. He mm-hmm. did. And he mailed it to me and we looked and we're like, whoa, we could we could make this work. And I got accepted. And um yeah, and my mom even went back and got a job to help pay for it. And you know, um, yeah. So I was very lucky to, so to do you- that.
1: Did you stay with your brother then or, or how did that work out?
0: No, I ended up living in the dorm. Oh, okay. So he wasn't,
1: he was like, I'll get you the catalog, but that's it. I'm not going to do anything else to help you.
0: No, he lived by the base, which was far away from, it's quite a distance from the school. So that would have been really challenging. So I lived in Tonopah Hall, which was like the original dorm on campus right across from beam hall. Um, And yeah, so I don't know, people might know that because there was recently an incident at the university, but it all took place right there. Oddly (laughs) enough,
1: it had to do with uh, the office stationery and ink.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, somebody left ink and everything other than (laughs) that. No, it it was a really good experience. UNLV is great, and they have a large population of first-generation students there.
1: Really? I, I wouldn't have even thought that. Yeah. That's interesting. I guess, I mean, maybe at some point they weren't as uh, uh, well known and they're like, yeah, just, you know, bring us anybody, especially anybody from the Midwest. All <laughs> <Yeah>, right. <laughs> like, they've never been to a desert. They can come out here and go to school. Yeah. That, that's yeah. fascinating. So, so mm-hmm. you obviously you graduated with your degree from UNLV or did you not?
0: I did. I graduated oh, okay. UNLV. Yep. I got my degree in business management, and during that time, because I had, I had gone even in the years in between my two years at UNLV, I went home and worked at Illinois Bell during the summer, and so the Illinois Bell said, "Hey, you can come back and continue working here." And those five years you've worked here are, you know, seniority already. And I was like, oh, but I'm in Vegas. (laughs) I'll work here at the, I'll work for Central Telephone in Vegas. At the time it was Central Telephone. So I went through, started the hiring process at Central Telephone. And they went on a hiring freeze because they were being acquired by Sprint. And Sprint, so in one of the interviews, they're like, hey, we've got these new things called mobile phones. And we're thinking of selling them in kiosk out in, you know, like strip mall parking lots. (laughs) And I was like what well, okay but then they had this hiring freeze so i didn't get hired no i got hired oh, yeah. and i got a, a accounts payable job for a home builder
1: oh i thought we were going to sp- spin <laughs> off into the whole cell phone industry for a second there You're like <laughs> no. come see leanne for all your burner needs uh,
0: right yeah
1: so uh, be like a better call sol burner telephone sales lady
0: Oh my gosh, that's exactly who I would have been.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> wow, no, that's interesting. But so you were there, uh, almost there for the kind of the advent of of cell phone yep. uh, proliferation. If I can even get that out of my mouth. Yep. Um, that's interesting. So, um, so then you've got your degree, and then you went into comedy, right?
0: No, I worked for this, what? I worked for, I worked for a home builder, uh, for like a year. And then several of my friends in the accounting department were moving over to another home builder, which was a national fortune 500 company. Uh, and they're like, Hey, it's you know, they're coming into the Las Vegas market. We're like, moving hey, over they there. Have
1: cell phones over here. You might
0: yeah. Wanna- <laughs> and they said, come on over Leanne. So I started working for, um, Pulte home corporation and, and I started there, and I stayed there for almost thirteen years.
1: Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's like that's like a career right there—thirteen years. I'd, Most people can't even make it two or three.
0: I know. I thought I was going to retire from there, but no. Oh my gosh! Yeah.
1: Well, why didn't you? What happened?
0: Because they, they laid me off. We know what happened oh to my the God, house. Those bastards! Those. <laughs> so, so, but here's.
1: She gives you thirteen good years of assisting or whatever you were doing in not going to sell cell phones. And even though she could have pocketed a hefty commission and then you get laid off.
0: Yeah. It's like I, the, that's the American
1: it, story right there. Everybody, <laughs> right? Says, everybody says the American story, you know, you get a house and the family. No, no, you get a job, have it for a long time. And then they lay off. That's the American.
0: Yeah. Story. And then you're like, now what? But during yeah. that time is when I started comedy.
1: Oh, okay. so that maybe job. that's why yeah. you got laid off. They're like number one on the list.
0: <laughs> well, it's funny. they, um, I was doing a lot of public speaking and stuff during my time there. And so that's when oh. I went back. Why did yeah. you have
1: to do public speaking? What was the catalyst for that?
0: Well, no matter what my job title was, I was in charge of planning all the quarterly meetings and a lot of the events. And so I would be in front of groups of hundreds of people speaking. And I was like, oh, I want to maybe put together a monologue for one of my events. And Mm -hmm. so I took a comedy writing class at UNLV. That was a continuing ed class. Mm -hmm. And then after that, one of my coworkers was like, Hey, you know, the second city has a training center out here now. And I was like, they do. And he was like, yeah, yeah, they did. They actually had a a main, another uh, show that they were doing at one of the theaters in the flamingo. And so they opened their training center out there, and so I signed up for my first improv class, and I took all of them that they offered, and I think up to three times some of them. <laughs> and that, oh yeah,
1: <laughs> they're like, we we got her hooked. Keep doing yeah. this, these these like, classes. We got Leanne. Leanne, are you I'm up for money. this one again? It's <laughs> yeah. only another fifty dollars. You're good with that, aren't you?
0: Fifty dollars. I wish they're like three hundred. Oh, no idea. <laughs> yeah, they're. I put so much money into three hundred
1: dollars. Seriously, for what class?
0: For like a series, like so, it'd oh. be like a, a number of weeks or something. Yeah.
1: Was there was there anyone anyone of your teachers were was anyone that we might recognize at this
0: point? Uh, yeah. The one of my comedy writing teachers wrote for SNL for a while. Um, Kay Cannon. Produced all the and wrote the Pitch Perfect movies and the latest Cinderella movies. She wrote for Thirty Rock, New Girl, all kinds of stuff. Yeah, wow,
1: that's fantastic. Oh, I love Thirty Rock. Come on,
0: yeah, yeah. So
1: (laughs) there are a lot of good
0: people, very funny people. Yeah,
1: that's interesting. How how wild. And so back then she was like, "Yeah, I'm working for three hundred dollars because Leanne's the only one that shows up uh, for the (laughs) class, but she was living."
0: she was actually really encouraging i i I thought she was a fantastic instructor um i learned so much from her and she you know when i was like i really love doing improv she's like you know if you have the opportunity to really learn if you this is something you want to do go do an intensive like uh several weeks either in new york at upright citizens brigade Known as UCB or you know Chicago IO Chicago, which formerly was called Improv Olympic, but they had to change the name. So it's IO Chicago, and so I, eventually, I ended up doing both. Yeah.
1: Oh, how, why did they have to change the name? You've got me curious now.
0: Uh, I think Olympics is.
1: Oh, the taken. Olympic <laughs> committee. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, these people! I swear, that's yeah. our. Uh, that's our. Uh, uh, what do they call it? That's our, uh, I'm blanking on the term now. What do they call it? Intellectual Property Olympics.
0: Yes. Trademark. Mm-hmm.
1: Trademark. Yeah. How terrible. So you're doing the classes at UNLV and having a good time. And when did you make the journey, uh, to New York? Uh, or did you do that while you were still working before the bastards laid you off?
0: So, so I was, so I was working, so I only took the one class at Univ, and then I did all the classes at second city. Mm -hmm. And then, um, then while I was working at that company, I had lots of vacation time, which was cool. So I took a couple of weeks and I went and did an intensive in New York. And I was like, Oh, New York. I love New York, such a fan. Mm -hmm. And I came back and I'm like, if I, if I didn't have all these other great things in my life, like a job and a house and those things, I would move to New York. And, Mm -hmm. Then fast forward to where I get laid off. Um, my friend. Oh, and also during that time, why why I worked for that company, I would drive to LA and take mm-hmm. improv classes on the weekends and drive oh back. God.
1: That's like four yeah. hours though, isn't it? From yes. oh, Yeah,
0: yeah, it's like four yeah. or five hours, yep, each way. Oh and God. and so I would do that, and then so I was like all in, right? And and I had this great job, and I loved it, and then I got laid off. And so then as it neared my end date, I had a friend that I had met in New York who called me one afternoon. He's like, hey, I'm going to move to New York this summer and I'm getting a sublet. And I was like, oh, that's great. And he's like, I'd like a roommate. Would you like to move to New York and share it? And I was like, I'll think about it. And he's like, you have one hour (laughs) i was like what he's like you have one hour because like i can't in new york finding a place to live is like i
1: gotta gotta lock somebody in or else it's gone right
0: yeah yeah so i took a walk i came back i called and i said i'm in and a month later i packed two suitcases and moved to new york city
1: that's wild so i guess at this point you didn't have like a lot of uh you weren't like married or attached to somebody or you're living together and all that kind of stuff where you're like i can't go to new york because i you know, or leave
0: well between me graduating college and um me getting laid off in that time i'd been married and divorced twice so there oh was no money. <laughs> it was something i did during the 90s
1: so. you that one <laughs> you know do the the yada yada you know graduated yada yada had two courses and went to New York yeah yeah. I'm looking for my third in New York at the sublet
0: no 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 (laughs) no I was totally all in on comedy and performing and learning as much as I possibly could Yeah.
1: so at at this early stage what would you say what was the attraction for you that said this is really something that I want to do that early on when you're doing your classes and so forth, you know, what was the, what was the, the tipping point? You're like, this is all fun. I like doing it. You know, I love giving $300 all the time to second city. Um, but what was it that you said? I really, this is something I must do.
0: I couldn't imagine me not doing it, whether I had the job or not. And I also found it challenging, but fun at the same time. It's not easy, honestly. It's not um, doing improv. Like there is so much to learn. Writing comedy is a skill set. It's. I just I'm just fascinated by the pro- process, and um, and it's so much fun because every time I'd practice or go to class, we spend so much of that time laughing. Mm-hmm. Like, how can I not want to do something that brings so much joy? You know, <laughs> it's like being five again, and letting your imagination run and going outside to play.
1: You're like, wait, this was a three hour class. And we only actually did 35 minutes of work. Hold on a 2nd you We're just laughing the whole time.
0: No, we worked the whole time. People are, you know, it's just fun. It's like, how often do you go somewhere and pretend to be somebody else and, you know, say silly things and yeah, just have permission to, to, to play.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. At your home, I guess that's what you mentioned before, but uh, in, in Waukegan.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: So, but I don't it's know. Not quite the same. So, I guess you you like the the challenge of doing it. Uh, yeah. As far as like uh, you know, going through the motions and and the kind of the process of it. Uh, I was wondering if it was like, you know, when you got on stage, you liked it when you did this, but it sounds just like, it's like a whole process thing. It'd be like people, yeah. some people like to cook and then they cook things and they don't eat them. You know? Right. Cause they don't want to, it's not that they need to eat anything. They just like the process of cooking.
0: Yeah. Well, it's like that with acting, right? We spent as actors, I learned that we spent most of our time practicing, memorizing mm-hmm. lines, uh, rehearsing, uh, going to classes. And then the icing on the cake is that you get to put it all together and perform, but that's, you know, a small percent of your time as an actor, everything else is auditioning and preparing and, uh, doing all the other things that are part of that journey. And you really have to love it if you're going to do it because, that's what you spend most of your time doing. <laughs> yeah.
1: If you don't if want, you don't it's want. Going to be pretty boring, um,
0: yeah, you're going to be frustrated, but like yeah. waiting for that pain to come. If you're not willing to put in all the other work and enjoy that too.
1: So, just were you um, acting at this time too? When you were in Las uh, Vegas, were you trying to get uh, acting gigs as well as doing? The
0: yeah, kind of I was. Yeah, I, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, but I was trying, yeah, I was trying different things. I had, I went out to New York, I think again, um, and got like a extra role in this independent film. <laughs> it was so fun. I had, it was just such a fun experience. I don't even think you could see my face in it, but
1: you
0: know, being on set and being around other actors who are taking it all very seriously, mm-hmm. it was such a cool experience. Like, it is just like how, like, what is my life right now? This is so fun. Um, yeah.
1: So, how did you? So, you, you got laid off. So, how did you support yourself in the meantime? I mean, was, was were you getting enough paid gigs to do that? Or was there, I mean, what, tell me the, tell me the terrible struggles.
0: No, like, there's not like, so at that state, definitely not. I don't think there is an ever, ever a time where my comedy necessarily supported me. It kind of supplemented other means. So I always would have a day job or uh, when I got to New York, um, after a while, I went out and got uh, a job. I wanted to do the quintessential like wait tables. What was that like? That was horrible, you know? I uh, but imagine. I think everybody should wait tables once in their life. Yeah. I think yeah. it is service very humble.
1: Give you make you humble. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you have to do a service job for any length of time, then you aren't quite such a terrible customer.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's true. It's really true. It, yeah. it gives you a whole lot of different appreciation for people who work in the service industry. Honestly, but I did it for a while. I I, I don't know. I just. I tried I wanted to try all the different things and have a full on experience and um so I did and eventually I got like an office job again and things like that and yeah so, and that selling was cell
1: phones perhaps?
0: No 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 I worked um let's see I was an office manager at a theater for a year and I ended up going back to that theater and doing their bookkeeping a couple years later I Like a
1: like a, a Broadway type, uh, Broadway. Um, uh, at an improv, yeah. oh, an improv
0: theater, okay. mm-hmm. well, did, you you you're yeah. Improv
1: theater, okay. I worked close. Then you close. things.
0: yeah. It was great. It was great. Uh, I worked at a really good improv theater, Magnet Theater, and then so I did that. Uh, I worked there at two different times, and then I also worked. Let me think. <sighs> we're, di- we're digging back in here. My memory. <laughs> uh, I did things. Oh, I worked for a temp agency. Uh, oh, which was
1: actually, worst,
0: don't you think? No. oh, it was so cool because it's kind of like try before you buy. And <laughs> I actually, because of my background and my experience, um, and everything, I actually worked for a publishing company for a while through that temp agency mm-hmm. and, uh, did market research, which was really cool. Cause I had done market research before for the home builder and, okay. um, so that was really cool i worked with some really nice people there and that was that was a long long time that i worked like i don't know over a year i don't know it was a long time and for me and then i also worked for an investment bank for a couple years mm-hmm. i i uh, worked as a director of marketing for a voiceover studio for five years mm-hmm. I actually yeah, I did did you,
1: get, did you use your influence to get gigs then? You're like, oh wait, we don't need to hire anybody else. I could be a lumberjack. Come on.
0: No, because the voiceover studio, like that's a whole whole thing in itself. I did all the I, I was a director of marketing, so I stayed out of the voiceover part of it. I mean I could have oh. taken classes and stuff if I wanted, but I was like, that's all like that like I'm so invested into comedy and the other parts mm-hmm. I didn't to go off and do this other thing. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> yeah.
1: So you didn't want to do the voice. I can't believe it. I can't no. Goodness gracious. I, 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 to me, they kind of go hand in hand a little bit, I would think, because it's, it's still performance, but I suppose they probably want you to say what's in the script.
0: Well, something like sometimes they want do you do. to improvise, but voiceover is a skill.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like that doing audible, like Audiobooks books and things. I don't know. I, I listen to a, a lot of audio books now. Mm-hmm. And if the narration is not a professional voiceover person, there's a, you like, I can tell I'm like, Oh, please stop the, the person, especially authors who read their own books. I'm like, you're killing me. <laughs> 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 don't Enter do life. that. Yeah. Ball of
1: death. It's like, standing Oh, on the beach in Tana Monica.
0: Yeah. But okay. good good voiceover artists will do, like, it just makes it so easy to listen to. Would you so say fun. that
1: one of those things is the fact that they kind of have a um, uh, kind of a rhythm and a cadence that they use to, to do all that? Yeah. What do you think the, the kind of key to it is?
0: Well, they've practiced, so they know how to take the words off the page so it doesn't sound like someone's just reading it. Like, it, I hear people read it, and then it's like not even, like, you're not, they're not even emphasizing the right words in a sentence. And then they're like, oh, that was the end of the sentence. And then you just go on to the next sentence. But a voiceover artist will kind of, I, I don't know, they're, they're just a difference. Like, mm-hmm. makes it easy listening.
1: Yeah. And people slam doors, and I don't know if you hear them slamming the door or. Um, that's okay. It's, it's food time for the cats. So I
0: don't know uh, why I turned and looked at my door. (laughs) There's not even a door behind me.
1: (laughs) So, well, that's interesting though. So then, but you're still doing, uh, you're still doing comedy and so forth. Would you, what would you say you did uh, as far as in the comedy vein while you were in New York? What was your kind of focus? What, what did you do more of?
0: So it started out, I was super focused on improv and sketch comedy. And I started an open mic for sketch comedy, which eventually morphed into stand up open mic. And I ran that open mic for seven and a half years. And I started, oh in, <laughs> during that time, I wrote my one woman show. I started um, auditioning for plays and things like that. So I did a few uh, plays in theater. And I worked with a few, I, I freelanced with a few agents. I got some commercials, but and I did that one woman show and I premiered it in New York, took it to DC and Delaware, back to New York. So that was like a period of over mm-hmm. a year. But I always ran this open mic um, and I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And so after I finished my one woman show, I started actually pursuing stand up outside of anything I did in my mic. And it's funny, because I had been doing my mic for years with all these stand-ups, and I was like, eh, you know, and and then I'm like, I'm going to start doing stand-up. And so then I started um, getting more involved in that and getting booked in shows, and then I started producing, in addition to my open mic, I started producing weekly shows, comedy, stand-up comedy shows. So like my last year in New York, I produced 42 shows.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's quite a lot. Yeah. So were you, when you did the one uh, woman show and so forth, I mean, I hate to ask the financial question, but was it, did it cost you or did you break even? Or what was the, it it, it made you a millionaire. And so then you started plausible.
0: No, it totally, uh, all of this stuff cost me probably more than I ever made. Um, yeah, that costs because you have to pay all your applications to festivals. You have to pay for uh, a tech person to run the booth for sound and lights at the theater. Um, have to pay a director. Have to pay uh, a stage manager. Hey, it's
1: your show. What do you, you direct yourself? You don't have to have a director.
0: No, no. Oh, my gosh. That's worse. Like, no, I, I do not. I don't think anybody should direct them. I don't know. Maybe people do it and they're whoop, they're good. But hey,
1: Clint Eastwood does it in the movies.
0: Yeah, he's Clint Eastwood. But I prefer to have a director on the outside to have another perspective um, and bring ideas to the table that maybe I hadn't considered before. And she was great. I'm so glad I did that.
1: So, um, who did you marry in New York and divorce during that time?
0: Nobody. Oh, okay, I got away.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got away. I'm just teasing you. I, that was a no.
0: That's question. okay. It's a valid question. It wasn't until I got to California that that oh, happened. Okay. But I'm I'm still married, and he is the keeper. He is the winner. Oh,
1: good. <laughs> so it all worked out. Thank goodness. Yeah. So that so well, take us there. Take us to California.
0: Sure. So eventually, in uh, 2014, end of 2014, uh, very end, right at 2015, I moved to California. And uh, there I started continuing to produce my show um, and did that in Long Beach, California. I ended up in Long Beach, which is too far from L.A. And someone told me that it wasn't. And boy, was I wrong. <laughs> so that's why I was like spending all this time on the freeway. I'm like, this is crazy. What am I doing? Well, you How you
1: do I? Freeway out there, don't
0: you? Ugh, it was terrible. It's like I'm going to the grocery store. I'll be back in three days, you know? <laughs> so- <laughs>
1: So I got my camel back thing for some water. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pack up, pack up, a a snacks.
1: Yeah. I got my cook, my little camping stove. I'll be able to make some hot dogs.
0: (laughs) So true. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that's why I started doing things online is because, um, it was really hard geographically to get around and do all the things that I was accustomed to doing in New York. Mm -hmm. So, so I was like, how do I bridge this gap? How do I, how do I make this work? And I don't believe we can replace in-person experiences. I think there's a magic to them and it's necessary as humans that we have them. But I do believe we can make the online experience for online live entertainment better. So I started experimenting with like, with like all the existing technologies mm-hmm. and seeing what it was like to run a mic on Zoom and do things like that. And so this was before covid you know, and, and in August, 20, 2015, 2015 or so, or 20, well, in 2015, I was like, I'm going to use Skype. And people were like Skype. And we kind of chuckled about that idea. And I was like, yeah, maybe not. And I was using zoom. Cause I was still working for that voiceover studio in New York, working remotely from LA oh, or California. Wow, wow. And I was using zoom a lot and I'm like, ah, oh, this would probably work. And then life happened. I started a podcast and did those things and then eventually that idea was still rolling around back there. So in August 2019, I'm like, ah, I'm just gonna go for it. I'm gonna put it out there. Mm-hmm. And people were like, hey, this is really cool. I can meet people I wouldn't otherwise meet because we're on the internet, right? Mm-hmm. And then COVID happened. So everybody was doing that. Yeah. So yeah. Stupid COVID. But <laughs> right. By. But during that time, I was like, this is great. But how can? But the existing technologies weren't designed for entertainment. So I'm like, how do I fix those problems? How do I make it better for us? So that's why I went back to school again, and I went to University of California, Irvine, and got my master's in innovation and entrepreneurship.
1: Oh my! Well, this is interesting because you've had this whole business trajectory mm-hmm. uh, on your on your what I would call formal education. Not that uh, Second City is not formal, but. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, and then this underlying current for your, uh, continued education in comedy stuff. That's interesting. So yeah. They've, all been, they've always been kind of going together. It sounds like, uh, at least in your adult life. And, yeah. And, uh, and so they're coming together in plausible. I'm guessing I'm projecting my thoughts here saying in the future, plausible happens, right?
0: That's exactly what happened. So I was doing this online open mic. And this was my idea when I went into the program at school. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how do I scale this so I can help a lot of people? And how do I make this comedy venue accessible to people no matter where they are in the world, or maybe persons with disabilities or people with autoimmune uh, issues where they can't go out for whatever reason, right? Yeah. Um, well, they
1: just don't so, want to. They're, they just, I just want yeah. to go home. Yeah. I don't want to go out well, Who wants to do that?
0: I don't. Not anymore. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, I don't. I do everything here. And it's so fun. And so, yeah, I did that. And afterward, I got in uh, accepted into an incubator program, which is for startups thinking, mm-hmm like an incubator for chickens, right? It's yeah, before
1: but they're like, you stay at home because you don't we don't want you in the incubator. We want to incubate you at home. Yeah.
0: Right. Exactly. Put you under a warm light <laughs> until your idea is fully hatched.
1: Hatched right.
0: Yeah. And then um from there I got into a, a startup accelerator, which um was super helpful. It came with funding. And I was able to go out then and hire hire people to build my big dream and that's
1: what i did yeah well i mean you hired well because i was poking around and it's a really uh uh, dynamite website as far as usability i mean i haven't been on there a lot but just since you know we uh uh uh, set this up i poked around and i'm like wow this is nice and easy i will tell you my favorite feature okay uh is block user i'm like what the heck (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> or no block
1: fans that's what it is uh, did you fans.
0: sign up as a, did you sign up as a comedian
1: yes I did yeah I signed up as a comedian I oh. blocked fans I'm like wow I mean that's you're thinking that's forward it's positive forward <laughs> thinking right there to think you number one you're going to have fans and then number two you're going to have some that are going to be so annoying that you got to block them <laughs> Yeah. I would, I would hope for annoying fans. You know, I'd, I'm right. I dream to have, have. You ever seen um, Flight of the Concords? Yeah, uh, Kirsten Schaal is the annoying fan.
0: Oh my uh, gosh, she's so funny. Yes,
1: I'm like boy, if only if, if I- that would be a dream fan that I could block her, and then un- you know, and then she'd beg me to unblock her. I could see the whole scenario.
0: She used I, to run okay. a show called Hot Tub. Oh, I forgot what it was, something hot tub and in New York that I would go see at the Pit, the People's Improv Theater. She's oh, really? hilarious. Oh, she's
1: yeah. very funny. Yeah. So, so, so Plausible gives people, gives shut-ins. No, I'm just joking. It gives shut-ins <laughs> yeah. an opportunity to do stand-up comedy when they can sit down.
0: Yes. Is that, is that
1: what it is? <laughs>
0: they can, that, yeah. that should
1: probably not be your tagline. We're for so. the shut-ins who are funny. But, uh Yeah. That's interesting. So, uh, if you were to say who who should, uh, I mean, now I've kind of thrown a wrench in it because I joined. So now you're like, well, if he can join, oh, we can join anybody, goes. I guess. But uh, <laughs> who would you say? Who would you encourage? You'd say, if if, if this is your thoughts, you should join this. Uh, you know, what what's your what's your thoughts on that? Who who should be the people? Who are the people you're trying to reach out and get them to join?
0: I'd say any any comedian. Um, all levels, wherever you are in your comedy journey, I think Plausible has something for you because we provide all of the scheduling tools, the virtual stage, uh, ticketing services um, that you can use at your disposal. So if you want to host and produce your own, you can do all of that. If you want to go and check out what other people are doing and attend other open mics or get booked in other shows, you can do that as well. Um, So there's opportunities for you to do things and and hone your skills in between your in-person gigs. Um, And then if you're a comedy fan, uh, we have even more fans on there than we do comedians. And we have, I think, nearly, I don't know, several hundred comedians. So we have way more fans on there who are looking for shows. And they can sort through the comedy directory by types of comedy topics uh, that they're interested in or not interested in. And then they can also look through the show listings to see what, what speaks to them and what they want to attend. And all the shows are live in real time. So Mm -hmm. the comedians perform online for an online audience that they can see and hear. Mm -hmm. And, and when a fan joins, they can see and hear everybody else. And there's no one way audio. So it's kind of like if, if you were in the real room and you can hear many people laughing at the Mm -hmm. same time without cutting off your punchline.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, I was going to say, if you had another level that you could add and maybe you could charge them a premium would be a heckler. You say, "Oh, I want to join as a heckler," and then you just really gig them with a charge. You're like, "If you want to be a heckler, you know, yes. you're gonna to have to." Uh, it's ups, that's an upsell, right?
0: Right. Yes, definitely.
1: <laughs> then, yeah. then, then they could be a little bit louder than the than the regular audience, and and uh, you know, and then basically you can charge them extra money.
0: I like that. And I can put them like up front center so yeah, everybody can yeah, see them yeah, all yeah. the
1: time. <laughs> or they can, they can pick their seat, you know, and then they can, I'm going to heckle from the back, you know. Ah, you know, you suck. Yeah. That's not a heckle. You're going to charge for that. <laughs> but uh, no, I think it's a fascinating um, uh, concept. And, and uh, I mean, I haven't delved too far into it, but the execution so far that I've looked at is fantastic. Thank you. Um, it very i love things that are you know what we call them uh, uh it, it looks very you know uh norwegian finnish swedish because it's very it's very simple and it's very easy to navigate i mean it looks beautiful don't don't think simple is is not elegant um uh but uh yeah it, it's very uh easy to navigate and uh it looks really nice so i, I think people would enjoy it and, just for the aesthetic, I mean, maybe that's not a thing for people. But when you're a shut-in, you gotta go for the aesthetic <laughs> oh. websites if you're not gonna look at architecture. So.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it's true, right? Like we gotta have we gotta have something to change up our environment and make it right. pleasing. Yeah.
1: Um, and I saw in there that it looks like you do um, uh, workshops as well. So you're, uh, you can uh, join workshops uh, also to to kind of hone your skills and whatnot.
0: Yeah, there are um, several comedians expressing interest in hosting classes and workshops. There's an open mic on Saturdays hosted by Barry Weisenberg, who's mm-hmm. the king of one liners. He's been doing comedy for like 40 years. Mm-hmm. Hard to believe he's so young, but he um, he's only is- 43. So. Right, weird. How does that work? But he his his open mic. They do a lot of peer to peer feedback, so people can get in discussions about their their jokes and things like that, which is really cool. Uh, Michelle Durante runs a really fun and supportive mic on on Tuesday nights called Pink Flamingo Comedy, and that's always uh, really cool. And then there's other people who do a, a variety that maybe only happen monthly and everything mm-hmm. like that. And then I have one on Monday which is casual comedy. There's a variety of things, but mm-hmm. yeah, I'm excited to see what people are doing.
1: That's interesting. Now, you know, I have to say it from the beginning of our uh, interview here, there's gotta be some kind of thirties Jack Benny's channel or something. You gotta get somebody to be up there playing yeah. a violin and going, you know, being a cheapskate. Uh, Cause that was, Jack Benny, <laughs> yeah, cheapskate. You know, bring the Hudson around, you know, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. I don't know. what. Like, trying to think of thirties comedy, but, uh, but something like that, you know, just for your heritage. Right. So, yeah. So now would you say that a lot of the people on there are people that you knew through this journey or are these all people that you've met since then?
0: Um, it's a mix. There are, there are a number of people that I've known like from when I was in New York, um, mm-hmm. There's, there's a lot of people that I had, I've had i never met in person, that I've only met through Plausible, which is actually super cool. And there's people from a variety of countries, which I think is amazing.
1: So then you, you've got the uh, uh, German uh, comic, you know, uh, My Dog Has No Nose. And then you say...
0: <laughs> what? I,
1: I say my dog has well I, I would say it in oh. German. I don't have it in front of me because I can't remember what the German words are. My dog has no nose. And you say
0: How does he smell?
1: Terrible. <laughs> That's from Monty Python. That was a,
0: They did, a, they did
1: a, the German uh, World War II German joke was that joke. But uh, I wish I had the German. I could have said it in German. I, I did it once in German. But I couldn't remember the German words. But anyway. That's so uh, let me ask you a question. Do you have any cartoons uh, so far?
0: No, uh, not yet.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: But I see that as a possibility. It could
1: be the start of something right here. Look at this.
0: I love it. Yes,
1: I don't. I, I didn't know if you even noticed. So I
0: did. I didn't say anything. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs>
1: You'd be surprised how few people say something. Really? Yeah.
0: Oh, that's funny. Ah, oh, I love it. I think it's amazing.
1: So, but uh, uh, no, this is great. I love this idea. I think it's fascinating and fun, and and it really, I think you're you've hit upon something that is. Um, uh you know it can only happen in the 21st century right so yeah this this would have never ever happened um before right this probably wouldn't even be a thought of anybody because right. of the the way that the, the world has gone and here you are doing it plausible.com and um it and I guess people should just join right you want them to join as fans yeah. if you want to, if you want to learn something join as a comedian i suppose and
0: yeah I and mean be bet, you, right. Absolutely. Even if you're a fan, you can get a spot on an open mic like and everything. Um, but if you want to produce and host your own shows, yeah, sign up as a comedian. If you're a comedian, sign up as a comedian, you know.
1: Yeah, but some people don't even know, right? Maybe, they'll, maybe they're Maybe they just a kid from Waukegan who's got funny parents and they don't even realize it. Yeah.
0: So you can't go wrong either way. Whatever you choose, we can, we can can we can have fun, you know. So all it takes is to just sign up and get started either way. And um, hopefully you'll find something that I think you'll find a lot of things that you'll like on there. Yeah, you know? this is
1: fantastic. So, Leanne, you want to tell us, uh, like, what's the future, right? This will be our, our, our we'll round everything up here. What's the future of, of what you're going to do? What's next in your life? Not necessarily just plausible, but what you're doing you've done so much so far you've gone all over the country back and forth
0: i know well and now i'm not even in california anymore i'm in seattle so
1: oh my gosh i moved
0: again i moved again
1: you, that's um, why the umbrella joke ah
0: exactly yeah, gotcha. right Look at that. Yeah. we brought it all the way back all around
1: way back around exactly
0: yeah
1: so what's the future holding for you
0: well, right now, the future for me is all very
1: plausible. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, we should do a freeze frame. Ah! Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> I didn't freeze. I was mid-laugh. Uh, yeah, this is really where my future is right, right at the moment is is all things plausible because although I've, I've launched and I have people on here... Um, I still feel like I'm at a very early stage and, um, this is just the very beginning and there's a lot of other things I have planned for plausible as we grow and, uh, build our community. I just, I I'm very excited about the future of it all. And I'm also what I love seeing and, more to be revealed, but like what what comedians are doing on plausible? How are they using it? What how creative can they be? And what are they coming up with? And so, I don't know. There's just something about that that really excites me. So, over the next several years, this is my this is my plan, right?
1: Oh, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> and then you'll you'll morph into the next thing, and then you're going to move down to South America. That's what I see. yeah you pretty much down there yet. You've just been crisscrossing the U.S. So. Yeah. Yeah. From that's so <laughs> Was that yep. the name of your one woman show, The Girl from Waukegan? No.
0: <laughs> should have been. Okay. My mother would have been much happier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Leah, thank you very much for talking to me tonight. And uh, everybody go check out Plausible. Uh, be a super fan and uh, get blocked. It'll be fantastic. I mean, nothing, nothing better to do with your life than to... To be such a fan that that even the people you admire don't want to hear from me anymore. But uh, thank you, Leanne. Uh, this is fantastic. I wish you all the best of luck. And, thank uh, you. Go to Plausible and see Leanne. She's on Mondays.